You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. We are live. We are live. Still dealing with the Rolex. Yes, we're still dealing with the Rona. Some people dealing with it better than others, but people are still dealing with the Rona. Hopefully everyone is doing well. Everybody's being safe, doing your social distancing and everything. Find my footstool. Everyone's doing well. I know it's a little tough. What's up, Jamaica Bacon? What's up, Black Pharaoh? How you doing? Red Cup. I got to tell you a little bit about Dana White. <laughs> got to tell you something about Dana White. Dana White doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care about his, his, his fighters. He doesn't care about anything but straight cash, homie. That's what Dana White cares about. He cares about that ESPN money. He cares about that pay-per-view money. He's also Donald Trump's boy. So you know he has Donald Trump's ear. And you know what Donald Trump is telling him. It's okay. Go do your event. Keep doing your events. All these people are soft. They soft about the coronavirus. So that's why Dana White is going to do Mortal Kombat. For you old heads, he's going to do Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. He's going to go to a private island with no regulations, I might add. No regulations, no laws, no anything like that. And he's going to hold his events. Now, here's the problem with that. I get it. You guys want sports. You want your sports. And you want to get it any way that you can. And I understand that, you know, it's a private island and all that stuff. But what happens when one of those UFC guys comes back on the private jet with the Rona? Or what happens when he takes the Rona over on the private jet? Now, I will say this, because White is, is, is with Donald Trump, he might have those tests that they don't want you to know about. You know, those tests that can tell you if you got the Rona, like immediately. He may have access to things that we don't have access to because he's boys with Donald Trump. So that's why he's willing to put everybody else at risk. He doesn't care. He doesn't act like you every day. I mean, and that's why the UFC people like him. You know, that's, they like him because he doesn't, he, he's basically, he's the sports, you know, president, commissioner, or whatever. He's basically the Trump version of a commissioner. You know, like Adam Silver, Roger Goodell, the baseball guy, the hockey guy. You know what I'm saying? They may be MAGA. I don't, you know, I don't know if Adam Silver's MAGA. But, you know, they got to at least try to play both sides of the fence. Dana White is like, I'm on the other side. <laughs> I am, am MAGA through and through, and if you don't like it, you can go F yourself. Everybody's telling them, let's not do this, Dana. This is not a good thing to do, Dana. We're in the middle of a pandemic, Dana. You know, we could put up. No, he's like, I'm just going to go to a private island. I'm going to Gilligan's Island, and I'm going to put everybody at risk. Red Cup. I'm going to fly you out on private. Like, just think about it. When someone says a private island, what they mean is that they send them to some country that basically doesn't have any laws. Because you can't go to, like, 
Hawaii or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't go to the certain countries. He got to go to some backwoods country that you see in a movie that The Rock would be in. <laughs> so he's going to be out in the middle of nowhere. No, you got to have more than just the fighters. You got to have you have the fighters. You have to have ref. You're going to have medical people, right? You're going to have to, you know, there's trainers and all of this stuff. So he's going to be out in the middle of Gilligan's Island. He's going to be in the island where they, they shot Lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where he's going to be. They're going to find some weird place and they're going to put up an octagon and they're going to fight like, like, like blood sport. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm expecting Jean-Claude Van Damme to go there. And if you want to know why, you want to know why, why all the UFC fighters are willing to go? Let me let you in on a little secret. It's because they don't get paid a lot. They broke. Only, only a few UFC fighters have learned to scam Dana White, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor figured it out. Like, wait a minute. I'm getting scammed with these, with these purses. And he flipped the script on. You know, Ronda Rousey. You know, I'm, she's, you know, the, only a few people. Uh, most of those, most of those fighters and the cards, you know, be like 15 fights on the card. Most of those guys are getting cauliflower ear and their eyes busted up for twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 And here's the thing, and I always tell this, this little breakdown, like, uh, it's a good, uh, uh, there's a good uh, video from Mikey Garcia that shows you how the money gets broke down with fighters. But after you pay everybody, after you pay the trainers, the cut men, you pay your sparring partners, all of these people, you know, you all, and you pay your taxes, you're only coming home with probably 30% of your purse. So if you made $30,000, you know, you may be only, you know, math and all of that stuff. You're not coming home with a lot. If you want, that, like the, who's the, Amanda Nunes, right, is a champion, right? Beat up everybody, right? Amanda Nunes is getting like 200 G's. Which is unheard of. I, I, someone like, and you know, I'm not knocking anybody for getting their money. But someone like Danny Jacobs, right? Who brings no fans, is a good fighter, a good boxer, brings no fans, normally loses all of his big fights, even if they're close. He's getting $10 million to fight Canelo. $5 million to fight Triple G. You know, uh, Someone like uh, Adrian Broner loses all the time, getting two, three million dollars to fight. Undercard fights for fight. Like if you're the co-main event of a boxing match, you're normally getting well over, you know, six figures, right? There's no reason that Amanda Nunes, who's one of their stars, is not getting seven figures for her fight. And don't, like I said, don't give me the she's not marketable. Danny Jacobs is not marketable. You know what I'm saying? If if Billy Joe Saunders is fighting triple, you know, is fighting uh, Canelo, he's Billy Joe Saunders. You know what I'm saying? Andy Ruiz, you know, Andy Ruiz came in when he fought Joshua the first time. They're like, hey, we give you five million just to show up. So don't give me that it's not marketable. It's, first off, it's your job as the president to make the people more marketable. You don't and you don't don't tell me all oh, she doesn't talk this shit. She's marketable because she's knocking out people. But she's getting 100000 150000 And she's a champion. She's knocking out everybody. I remember one guy, he had 
His eye was messed up. His ear was messed up. His like eardrum was hanging. And they were like, oh, he got fight of the night. I said, oh, that's good. What's fight of the night? They get an extra $5,000 on top of the $20,000 he got. I'm like, what? What? Only the higher, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's honestly, the UFC is built just like society. There's the, the hierarchy. If you're on the high up, you know, if you're McGregor and them, you can get your pay-per-view points and all of that stuff. But the, 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 the people that actually make up the company, the reason that made it so big, the, 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 the foundation of the company, they don't make a lot of money. They make, they can't get endorsements. They can't do anything. Somebody said who's who make WWE or or UFC. Well, at least the thing with the WWE is WWE will you know pay for first certain things. You get most WWE guys, even if they're not wrestling, they're getting paid six figures. If you if you're in the WWE, you're getting close to six figures, right? And you know, so it's 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 different. These guys. And, and if you're with the WWE, you're fighting all the time. So you're getting a continuous check. With the UFC, you have to hope to get a fight. These guys are horribly paid. Just go look. Go, use your Googles. Use your Googles. And just look at the pay scale. And it's not like they don't have the money. They just were sold for $4 billion. $4 billion. Yeah, uh, the, you, the WWE guys get percentages off their merchandise. So, you know, if they got a... Uh, uh, a different type of, you know, sh the shirts, their shirts are selling and everything. They got $4 billion. They got $4 billion to sell. So they have the money. They got ESPN money. They get, you know, the reason they took the ESPN deal because it was guaranteed money. That's why they don't care so much about what the pay-per-view does. ESPN is guaranteed their money. They have the money. They just choose not to pay the fighters. And since they're more or less a monopoly, the fighters don't really have a lot of options. They can't really go anywhere else. So they're stuck. So if you are a UFC fighter and, and you have to fight four times a year to make $100,000, you know what I'm saying? You have no choice if you want to get paid, if you want to pay your rent, to go to Gilligan's Island. You got to go to the Manifest Island to fight. You have no choice. John Jones should be making more. It, John Jones would be like the equivalent of in boxing. You know, John Jones would be like Triple G or Canelo or, you know, uh, who else makes a, like, you know, uh, Mikey Garcia. He should be. It, it's not that it's a problem fighting on an island. It's just the secrecy about it, Quincy, makes it me feel a little uneasy. Like, we don't know what's going on on that island. We don't know if the island has been infected. How does he work? First of all, we don't know. So until we know, then okay. But we don't know what's happening on that island. There's no regulators. There's a reason the UFC, you know, in boxing has regulators. So there's no regulations. So basically do whatever he wants to do on this island. But we don't know what the hell's going on on whatever island he's at. That's not normal stuff. He's just doing it because Trump said he should do it. And these guys aren't getting paid. So he's like, look, I fly you in on the jet, you know, put your, put your, uh, you know, put your, your life in danger. But I give you $40,000 to fight on my private island. They got to go because they got to pay the rent. I mean, that's just, that's America. Sadly, 
That's just the way it is. Instead of him just saying, you know, so we got four billion. So what I do is, you know, I make sure when we can come back, when we can come back, I double your pay. I give you some severance or something. Or I give you 50% of what you would have made. Instead, he's like, let's go and spend more money to go on, you know, at the fry fest, like somebody said, red cup. With that being said, it's not as bad as your boy Trump out there basically telling you to take a drug that can kill you because he's an investor. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy anymore. It's not crazy anymore. My man Trump breaks the law like every single day. And I'm not talking about like just petty crime. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying these are like severe criminal type of crimes, right? And then nobody says anything. They just get away with it. And the, the crazy thing is you can actually predict the crime before it happens. He kept talking about that drug and people was like, I wonder if he got some um, some money invested in this. Because why is he pushing this drug that could kill you so hard? Then come to find out, that's exactly what it is. He is a mob boss. The man went out there and said, listen, take this drug. What do you got to lose besides your life? But hey, I'll make some more money from it. <laughs> this is who we have running our country right now. I, I read something very interesting someone said. Someone was like, they thought that the coronavirus will show that our country, the United States of America, is united. That it will show our unitedness, right? You know, because, you know, the United States of America. And then he said, like, three weeks or four weeks in, he was like, holy shit, we're not united at all. <laughs> we're not united at all. <laughs> Sometimes it takes, for, for certain white people who are kind of oblivious to things like this, it, it takes something like this for them to, 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 to understand that, no, we're not united. This is not, uh, you know, an equal country. Uh, it's run by idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there. We're not, we're not, it's not good. Yeah, I saw the thing about Wisconsin and the voter suppression. You know, it's 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 a it's a bad it's a it's 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 bad. I mean, he knew that he had he knew that somebody was going to find out. You know, well, I'm pretty sure I'm smarter than you, top secret. I'm pretty sure I, I am. I, I'm sure I am. I, I'm I'm very confident uh, that I that I'm more intelligent than you are because even if I wasn't that bright. I'm bright enough not to uh, follow a president that will kill you because he's invested in a drug. The New York Times uh, did a whole little thing. He, it's not just Trump that's invested in a drug. All of his lackeys and all his people and stuff like that. Well, he's a criminal, Quincy. I mean, that's the thing. He's always been a criminal. That, that's What happens is, is that, like somebody said, white-collar crimes, if you got enough money and you got enough influence, you can get away with this stuff for basically years. They're all criminals. Most politicians are criminals. There's not too many clean politicians. You know what I'm saying? You know, there, there's not a lot of clean politicians. It is an election year. And like, like I've said uh, several times, I wouldn't be shocked if, 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 if Trump won again. I, you know, if anything, this, listen, this type of stuff, you know, should show you why Trump is, is probably going to win again. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you know, I mean, you just can see it. 
I mean, you can watch, you know, the Tiger King. You can watch Joe Exotic and, and see why Trump might win again. It only takes 10 minutes of watching the Tiger King to realize that, you know, that he's he's going to win again. You can't see it. You got, you got to be able to see it. You, you got to under. You, if you didn't understand before, you should understand now there is a at least half, at least half of our population, at least half of our population are idiots. And they don't care about anything beyond making sure that minorities don't have equality. So, you know, they go on TV all the time says we, you know, we don't we don't actually think Trump is any good, but we is we rather have Trump than to have someone that actually cares about, you know, everybody in our country. <laughs> we don't really want that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. People don't want that. You would think logically people would say, hey, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be treated equal. I want, you know, Shangri-La and all of that stuff. But the reality is people don't want that. A, a majority of people don't want that. They want white superiority more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? You know, I look, look, it, it, here's the thing. It, I don't know about Bernie and, and, and Santin, all of these people and, and, and Biden and all of them stuff. You can't. Trump is the worst of the worst. Okay. Like, he is the worst of the worst, <laughs> okay? So, whatever, whoever it is, even, like, Pence is terrible, too. He's an evil little, uh, look like a cotton from uh, King of the Hill. You see what I'm saying? Trump don't want to protect no borders. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do with that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, because that, that just shows me that you guys are stupid. Yeah, Pence is cotton from 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 King of the Hill. <laughs> he's not he's not a great person uh, either. It's not even about yesterday. It's not about Democrats and Republicans. It should be about you have an idiot that's controlling the country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it really even shouldn't be about Democrat. I don't. I'm I'm an independent. I don't really like any of them. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't particularly care for for any of them. Bernie, Biden, Trump, Pence. The 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 what's the what was the press secretary that man looked like she had just her face just was so ugly she was just a ugly um, ugly woman you know what I'm saying just just it's just they're all bad they're all bad but we need to at least have something functional we can't we're not functioning like in any normalcy Sarah was it Sarah Sanders good God she was uh, she's like thirty two but looked like sixty Huckabee yeah Huckabee oh my God good Jesus Christ. Imagine that being your press secretary, and you have to see that every single day. I quit. I'd be like, I have to work somewhere else. All right. Well, he has to go. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's. I don't like to block people, but I can't, I can't deal with it today. But yeah, I mean, just it's just we just need some functionality. You know, so even if, you know, some it's you can't have you can't have Trump up here talking about, you know, here's the models for you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people dying, and in that same breath do a joke about banging IG models. You just you just can't have that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just you just can't have that. Like we just need some some normalcy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even if they're corrupt, can you just be well? Let me take that back a little bit. I think sometimes seeing Trump 
the way he is, is good because it opened people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? It opened people's eyes to what's really, you know, going on. So in that case, it's a, it's a good thing, I think. It's a good thing that it opens your eyes to it. But it's a bad thing because real stuff is happening and we actually need a president that is least functional. I mean, damn, George W. Bush wasn't great, but at least he was functional. You know what I'm saying? He could dodge a shoe and all of this stuff. You can't, you cannot sit there and be talking about hundreds of thousands of people dying and then make a, I made a, a IG model joke and said it smooth too, like, whatever. Slid it right in there, didn't care at all. And people just like, they just shrug. They become, they become, it's almost like an abusive relationship. Like in an abusive relationship, you know, you get beat down so much, you just get beat up so much, you just, you expect a punch. You know, you just, you know whatever. You're going to hit me today? Okay, it's Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Red card. Yes, yeah, bad times. And the, here's the problem. We want sports back, right? We want the sports to come back. The best way for sports to come back, right, is to follow the rules, correct? <laughs> like, all you got to do is follow the rules. Now, this is not white or black. This is all of us, right? If you follow the rules, then the sports will come back. But for whatever reason, we can't follow the rules. <laughs> the rules are not difficulty. We're not on lockdown. It's not the purge, okay? You still go outside, take a walk, and get gas. Go to the grocery store. You can move around, right? All they ask is, hey, can you just relax on, you know, hanging out together? Can you relax on, you know, having parties and doing But we can't follow rules because our country has basically shown us over the past 300 years that we're not rule followers. We break rules all the time. We don't listen. We are bullies. You see what I'm saying? We, American uh, ignorance is a good way of putting it. So we just won't listen. And then we complain, like, why the sport's not coming back? Why can't we go to the club and all of this stuff? It's because you don't follow the rules. If you follow the rules, it everything will be all right. You can't say on the one hand, man, I wish, you know, I had football or basketball back. And then I look at these videos and all of these people are out here congregating. I saw something today, something stupid. It was like, it was in Miami. They're like, oh, if you want your unemployment, uh, come down and get a piece of paper. A piece of paper that you can print out at home. <laughs> and as you know, everybody's all scrunched up together. And I listen, you don't follow the rules. You want to go to the beach. You want to, you can't listen. I tell look, I understand. Like if you're old, old, if you're like, you know, a hundred years old, I get it. You don't have a lot of time left. I'm sorry. I apologize. Most of us more or less, you know, are going to have, you know, cross our fingers more years to our life. I was telling, I was telling, um, one of my old writers, Yuri, cause he's, 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 he's a young kid. It's like, He's like 20, 20, 25, 26. And he, he's used to going out and used to going to events and all of this stuff. And he's kind of going a little stir crazy. I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> you got to think of it like this. You, you're 26, you're 27 years old, right? You're going to have decades of being able to do stuff, <laughs> all right? If you do what you need to do right now. If everybody just deal with it, you're going to have years to do it. You're going to have next, it's gonna, next year is going to come. So what, you missed out a little bit on this summer. It, it happens. It's a good story to tell when you're old, right? But you'll be able to do it. You just got to follow the rule. But we're rule breakers. We're just, America just think we're above, like, oh, nothing's going to happen. That, see, that's, 
it, well, like I said, it's the intelligence of the country that I'm starting to question. Because they're like, well, I won't get sick. Well, it's not even about you getting sick. It's about, you know, you giving it to somebody else that gives it to somebody else who gives it to somebody else who does get sick. Not difficult rules to abide by. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I'm not big on, on the club either. I'm just saying that it's just people don't follow the rules. Red Cup. And until we get some actually, yeah, that's true. It is finally on breaking the rules. I mean, slavery. I mean, come on. Slavery. So it, don't We are a country that is says that we're predicated on our freedoms, you know, but it's based off of basically enslaving people. So we, we started off hypocritical. You know, I come to America for, for the land of the free and opportunity. And, and when people were coming, they were enslaving people. So, yeah. That, I mean, our, our country is based off of a lie, for more or less. The stars and stripes and all of this stuff. And then it's weird because the people that are so pro-America are also the most racist people. <laughs> like, it don't even make any sense. You, The ones that are pro-America and you won't take my guns and I hear seven flags in my house and all of this stuff. All of those people are the most racist people. So it's like, do you not know, quote-unquote, what America is supposed uh, to stand for? <laughs> because, in theory, if you're pro-America, you would be pro-equality. Because that is what America is supposed to be founded on. <laughs> so, what you're trying to say is you prefer, honestly, dictatorships. You'd rather be in Russia or China or something like that. To me, that's that's what it says to me. You prefer that, you know, one race is, is the main race. One person tells you what, you know, if they had their way, Trump could just do whatever the hell he wants to do, whatever he wants to do. You prefer a dictatorship. You know what I'm saying? And I used to think, I used to think that, you know, as the generations went past, you know, we'd get rid of all of the racist people and then, you know, people, then, then I, I figured out that, you know what racist people are really good at? Teaching other, teaching their kids to be racist. It's just, it's just, that's just, that, that's, that's, that's something that, that people really don't understand. Is that, and this is not just for, for, for white or black people, but this is something that, you know, you have to learn is that your children, right, really just nine times out of 10 end up more or less like you. Now, which ideally, in the ideal America, right, in the ideal America, you would want your children to be better than you, right? You want to teach them, and then they would be better people than what you were, right? Ideally, that's how it's supposed to be. You have kids, you share your experiences with kids, and your kids go on to be bigger and better than you, right? You see what I'm saying? That that ideally. But in reality, what ends up happening is, is that for all of us, the majority of people, is that Whatever your parents bleed into you, whatever you see from your parents, it normally ends up the same thing that's happening to you. And I give you an example of this, right? Let's take Floyd Mayweather, for example, right? Mayweather has more money than all of us can buy, right? <laughs> has as much money as cars. He has wealth. He has fame. He, you know, he has all of this stuff, right? He has all of, all of these material things and all of this other stuff, right? And then some people say, 
Well, how can his daughter, right, who grew up and got, I think she got two Benzes for her 16th birthday and $5 million rings and all of this, how is she being ratchet, you know, stabbing people, you know, stabbing girls and being with a 20-year-old rapper that got four baby mamas and is not, you know, the most, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's all about how you, what they see when they're growing up, right? You know, if they don't see, if they see certain things that are going on, all it does is repeat. It repeats. If you see something in your father or your mother or whatever it may be, or in the lifestyle or whatever, you normally repeat it or you rebel against it. You know what I'm saying? All that money and stuff. It's not about judging him specifically. I'm just explaining, giving you an example of what I'm talking about, how it doesn't matter your money or your status and all of that stuff. It, it matters uh, what's going on in someone's life. And watch people should be surprised when certain things happen. Since that is the same thing you see sometimes with rich kids. You think, are they rich? Why are they struggling? Why are they committing suicide? Why are they doing this? You notice how there's a lot of kids, rich kids, from famous people, and their kids commit suicide. And not, and I'm not talking about like, you know, bad people. Well, like you know, Bill Cosby before you know he he was Bill Cosby. You know, Tony Dungy. You, I mean, you totally think Tony Dungy is, you know, virtuoso and all. You know what I'm saying? So you just don't know what's happening. And I bring that around to say that with racism, right? Ideally, I was thinking that as these kids would see their racist parents or whatever, they would grow out of the racism. Not true. If you see somebody, your parent being racist, and that's what they teach you from day one, since you come out of the womb, right? You come out of the womb, you see Make America Great. You see that, you know, white people are superior. You see the way that they treat, you know, the way that they treat black people or Mexican people or Asian people or whatever, right? So when you're 19, 20, 25 years old and you're that white guy and you've been given all, afforded all of these privileges, why in the world would you be any different? Why in the world would you be any different? Because especially in those backwoods cities, right? Where they don't go, they don't see nobody else. You know what I'm saying? In them backwoods city, like you see on Ozark, you watch the show Ozark, there's a lot of backwoods cities just like that in America. <laughs> where, where, where Ruth, uh, actually Ruth's playlist is fire. But you, you notice there's not a lot of black people in, in Ozark. <laughs> and they live in the trailers and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It does take its toll. And then that's, you know, unfortunately, that's what ends up happening. They continue the, the the thing. They grow up and they take over their business. Now, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cry watching Ozark. What'd you cry? Which which part did you cry on while you was watching Ozark? Um, I I thought the Bucks should have went with the cream sickles, <laughs> but they're fine. You know, money heist. Yeah, yeah. I watched a uh, Bloodshot. The movie, I had to pay $20 for it, and that kind of pissed me off. But it's not bad. Like, why do I got to pay more than I would have paid at the movie theater? Because I'm an old man. You know, I go to, to the, the matinee. Oh, the Ben part? Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt Ben a little bit. Man, I cried a lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's yeah, $19.99. I go, when I go to the, I always go to the matinee. 
And the matinee is, uh, you know, that's the old man. That's when nobody's at the theater. You go to the matinee during the week, it's like 10 bucks. I paid 20 bucks to watch Bloodshot because I was interested. They assume more than one people are watching. I guess that's possible. But how, they shouldn't assume, though. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Nineteen ninety nine is too much. It should have been nine ninety nine. They even the hotels only charge you like seventeen ninety nine. I should go ahead and get that fire stick. You're right. Red cup. The thing, see, here's the thing. If if they made movies in the theater uh, available for streaming, like two weeks after, I would watch more movies. Because if you you know you know how if you work it. And you know something? I should have got a Quibi deal. And somebody from Quibi emailed me, and I'll be like, hey, why didn't you guys give me a show? I'm actually, you know, I want to do that today, Culture Commission. And if I get a Quibi deal, I'll give you $20. <laughs> I thought the same thing, because they sent me something. They sent me something saying, hey, here's all of our, um, our shows on Quibi. Uh, do you want to be, uh, do you want to, uh, what do they say? Uh, can you help us promote it? And I just forgot to email them back. So first off, they can give me some money and then I'll promote it. And then secondly, I'll see if I can get a show. I know TMZ has a show on, on Quibi. I don't know which one it is, though. I don't know which one. I'm, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm going to do that right after I get out of here. Right? Yeah, because, I mean, they're phone-based shows. I mean, I have a phone. <laughs> what else could they want me to do? I'm sure they got something. They, I mean, everybody's quarantined. I'm sure I can do it from house. I mean, we already do the show right now for free. So, <laughs> might, as well, might as well see what I can get out of it. Um, so, what do you guys think about the transgender woman that wants to play in the WNBA? There's no way I was touching that on Twitter. No way. No way. You can't have an intelligent conversation about stuff like that on Twitter. No way. Not touching it. Not doing a quarantine. And not canceling me. <laughs> They're not canceling me during the quarantine. Mm -mm. I'm not talking about that. I'm not tweeting about that. Here's the story, and then you guys can, you know, talk about it. <laughs> Did, you, do you guys remember when I tried to get um, what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the basketball player from uh, Baylor? It was from Baylor, and um, she had like three baby mamas, and she had that weird story about what's her name. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Brittany Grimes. Grinder, yeah. Remember when I, I was trying to get Brittany Grinder to play in the NBA? She blew it. That was a that was a that was a that was a million dollar that was a million dollar idea. And they, they blew it. They blew it. Did you you guys want to hear what I I literally wrote a story about it. I wrote a story about it. This is back when she was at Baylor and and, and you know. And you ever heard Brittany Grinder talk? Shoot, boy voice sound like uh uh, sound like Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Woo. <laughs> hey, I'm Brittany. I'm Brittany. Anyway, um, but it was million dollar idea. It was it was a million dollar idea. Um, I said this. I said I said that she should play for the NBA. She should try to trial for a team. Now, I wasn't saying that I thought she could play in the NBA or that she would be any good in the NBA. What I said was she had enough buzz at that time that she could have definitely tried 
to play in the NBA. Now, the reason I said that is because look at it like this. If you play in the WNBA, nobody knows you. I shouldn't say nobody knows you. Just nobody really. It's 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 a footnote. You played in the WNBA. There, there's people that there's players that played in the WNBA for 20 years, and people are like they played in the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just the way it is. I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't have a league. I'm not saying they shouldn't be paid and all of that. So I'm just saying the reality of the fact is that not a lot of people watch the WNBA. If you watch the WNBA and like the WNBA, more power to you. They had a couple of nice games. I watched before, but it, it, it's just the reality of the situation. If Brittany Griner would have tried, just tried to play in the NBA, even if it was just preseason, her legacy wouldn't be the fact that she left some girl that, that had twins uh, for some other girl and some other stuff. I mean, that's you type in Brittany Griner in a, in a, in a, in a Google search, uh, you'll probably get the domestic violence stuff before you get anything else. She should have played in the NBA. She should have tried. Uh, uh, Mark Cuban was going to uh, give her a shot. The NBA would have did it, and she could have went back to the WNBA, and, and it would have been fine. She could have did the exact same thing, but she would have been a lot bigger star. She should have. She should have did it. I had no issues with WNBA. I, I just my only issue with the WNBA is when they try to make people watch. Like you can't make somebody like something. It's kind of the same thing. Remember why we talk about uh, black guys and white women? Like you can have your white women as long as you don't disrespect, uh, you know, the black women, right? So it's the same thing with the WNBA. You don't have to like the WNBA, but don't disrespect them or anything. But it's on the flip side of that. If someone doesn't like the NBA, that doesn't necessarily mean they're against women. It just means they don't like the WNBA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like if somebody says, hey, Rob, I don't like hockey. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't like baseball. All right. <laughs> Who cares? They get upset. Like if you say, you know, I like the you know, I don't like the WNBA. I will not watch. I don't really care if it's on ESPN one or two. They were upset that Trump didn't invite the WNBA commissioner to his little meeting. Why? You know what I'm saying? I mean, why would he? He shouldn't even have a a meeting, but you know, whatever. But anyway, back to the transgender. Once again, wouldn't touch it on Twitter. I wouldn't touch it on Twitter. But we have to. It's a problem, right? I mean, that's a unfair advantage, correct? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to make judgment or anything, but. And it's not, it's not a whole thing about, uh, you know, man and woman. Like, a normal guy, right, a normal guy, like, that's washed like you and me, right, of course we couldn't play in the WNBA. We'd get washed. Just a normal, a normal guy, right? Just a normal guy. But a guy that used to be uh, a guy athlete, that was actually an athlete, and then becomes a woman, playing in the WNBA, that, that would be a little bit of an advantage. I think the same thing with the, the track. Isn't that, wasn't that a big thing? I forget the lady that the track. What's up? What's up, Michelangelo? That's my rap name. Uh, the, the, the track girl that, that ran in the, in the women's sprints, but used to be a man or had high testosterone or something. Like, it's, it's a tricky subject. But I feel, I feel like it's, a, it's an unfair advantage. Is, is is am I wrong? If somebody knows, let me know. Red couple. Yeah. <laughs> what cyborg? Well, I I don't know what cyborg. I don't know. 
was a high school wrestler like that. That's to me, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little strange. I mean, I just think it's unfair. I, I you know, I would think it was unfair. She's not. She's from South Africa. Was she actually a woman? Well, I mean, they, I know they made some special rules and stuff for her. It's a touchy subject. You know, you know something? I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Now, this is just between you and us, okay? Just you and I. We're not going to talk about this to anybody else, right? I understand it's a different environment right now in 2020, and you can't say anything about anybody, right? But I was watching, I was watching an old, uh, my wife was watching an old uh, Jamie Foxx uh, comedy show, probably for like, it was 15 years ago. It was when, whenever any given Sunday came out, he was making a lot of gay jokes. And uh, I was thinking to myself, he couldn't, he couldn't do this comedy routine in 2020. But then I was like, it's comedy, right? When you go to a comedy show, no matter, you know, when I was young, you go to a comedy show. Everybody was fair game, right? Black people, white people, fat people, skinny people, drug addicts, you know, gay people. Everybody was free game because it was a comedy show and we were telling jokes. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it used to be okay to be like that because you could tell jokes. Now, one of the things, is that Amazon? It, one of the things is, let's see if it rings the doorbell. Oh, he rang the doorbell. Let's see how fast he runs out, though. He got a big old hat on. No gloves, though. Anyway, so used to be able to tell the jokes and everything. It, and it used to be funny. But then what I noticed now is that you can't tell any jokes. You you literally can't tell any jokes. You, I, you have to be careful how you word things. You can't have honest conversations without people calling you uh, homophobic and all this stuff. You can't tell any jokes. You can't be funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of this stuff you wouldn't be able to say right now. And it's kind of sad because it's like, here's the weird thing about it. It's, if you say you want equality, right, you want to be treated the same, right? So if, if, if you're gay, you don't want to be treated any differently than a straight person, right? Then we make jokes about straight people all the time. Why can't we make jokes about gay people? I mean, that's part of the equality, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's part of being equal, right? It, it's 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 jokes. It's not personal. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's saying go out and kill anybody or you shouldn't do this. It's just it's just jokes. But you can't do that anymore. But I would think that's what you would want. You want to be equal, so you want to be able to make be made fun of the same way, right? I, that that part I never got. It's like you say. I want equality. I want to be treated like everybody else. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anybody to to look at me differently or treat me differently or such and such. And then you tell a joke and then it's like you're homophobic. So that never really sat right <laughs> with me. Like, no, nah, I don't really, you know. Yeah, the Chappelle just kind of went, he like I said, screw it and went right into it. Because it's, it's a joke. You know, I think, I think, now, now, don't get me wrong. There are evil people in the world. There are people that are not saying things that's funny. There's being, you know, stuff, trust me, because as black people, we deal with that all the time. But people tell black jokes all the time, too, and it doesn't really bother me. 
if it's funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or if a white comedian is telling a black joke. What's it? What's that white comedian that looks like Tommy from um from from Powell? He tells black jokes all the time. It's funny. <laughs> it's it it's funny. As long as it's funny, I mean, he's not saying anything bad. I'm not saying go out there and be saying nigga and all that stuff. I'm just saying something's funny. Gary Owens, yeah, it's funny. Family Guy tells, you know, black jokes. It's, if it's funny, especially if it, even if it's like, but now, even black people are getting a little bit like that. Like, you know, don't, if you don't tell a fried chicken joke on Twitter, they'll cancel you quick. <laughs> don't say anything about watermelon or Kool Aid or anything. You get canceled quick. I, that's social. That's social media messing everything up. You can't just tell a funny joke. You know, you, you can't tell. Who? Well, I saw what they were. Um, they did. They what they do? They put Tom Brady in. Uh, uh, they put Tom Brady in those braids. Made him look like Kodak Black. <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> Not funny. I saw some people say well, that's 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 disrespectful. That. You just such. I mean, come on, it's Tom Brady looking like Kodak Black. That's that's funny. It's glad to be all up in arms about. Like I always say, it's real stuff to be up in arms about. Like you know, real stuff. Like there's real things. People getting shot. People getting killed. Our legislation. Our, our, the politics. The, the the way that we're treated, just in general, our livelihood. That stuff to really. It, some of this stuff is just jokes. Yeah, you got if you. If you, if you if you look for something to be offended by, every day you'll find something. Red card. It's just, it's just too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jerry Rice, you know, doing the chicken. I mean, it's a fine line. <laughs> Funny too. I mean, it's a fine line. I mean, it really is. And and it's become such a fine line that I just decided not to deal with it. I just decided not to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, because it, it, it's such a fine. I remember, um, uh, what's the guy? The guy from Oklahoma City, uh, an announcer. And, and he said, uh, uh, what did he say? Oh, yeah, he said uh, Russell Westbrook was playing out of his cotton-picking mind. And that's something that my grandma used to say. <laughs> I didn't, it just mean that you're playing crazy. You just, you know. You just you just playing really well. It's, it's quote unquote is supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> you playing out of your mind. You playing crazy. You know, cotton picking mind. It's a it's a it's a it's a saying, right? But you know, it's the two thousand two thousand eighteen or whatever it was. Like can't say that. Can't say it. Can't. It, I tried to say, hey man, he did, I, I know he didn't mean anything by it because I've I've heard the saying before. I'm pretty sure that Bugs Bunny said it, but. Bugs Bunny and them are racist too, but that's a totally different thing. But you remember that, yeah. That that's what I was like. I can't help him anymore because a bunch of MAGA people co-signed him. I I knew because I met the guy at like the All Star game or something. He's the nicest guy in the world. I know he didn't mean anything by it, but you just can't say anything anymore. That's why I don't talk as much on. Uh, I don't talk as much on Twitter as I used to. It's getting to that point where I'm just I'm gonna be bailing out at some point because you can't say anything, you can't do anything. <laughs> everything is, it's just everything is. Uh, he's he's a nice guy, Brian Davis. Uh, I felt bad for him, but yeah, what can you do? Uh, what uh, I, I miss? Well, I mean, see, that, that's where you 
be crossing over the line. You got to take, I think you also have to take people's history into um, account when you're making judgments. You know, if someone doesn't have any history of something and then they say it, then you're like, okay, it's, 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 it's bad, but you know, like, you know, people's, I think we all say stuff to somebody there at times wish we could take back, but that's just the way it is. But you can't really say anything these days. How would I like the NBA to uh, finish? I need a haircut, man. Look at this. Jesus Christ. I have to cut my own hair. Or get the wifey to cut it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they should do a tournament. Maybe they should do like a 16-team elimination, you know, tournament. Term, uh, I don't know why I couldn't say that word. <laughs> um, maybe 16 teams. You know, single elimination, like a sweet 16. Maybe that's what they should do. I don't know. I don't know. You guys have any uh, questions before I go? I got to do some stories. Maybe terminate and start next year. Maybe. Maybe just start. Maybe we should just reset. You know, you can reset the button on your, your video game. Just reset and move on. The NFL wants to start on time. I think... If the NFL starts, it may be with no, no fans. I think that's probably. Uh, Dreas, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes, you know, just because you're good looking, that doesn't mean that you're smart or that you can cook. Uh, Tom Brady did, like, what was that, 5,000 words and didn't say anything, really. <laughs> he really didn't. 5,000 words of nothing. Well, Tyrone Woodley, and you know, was a champion, and, and Dana didn't promote him. He gave the money to other people. No, I think Arian Foster, you know, I think he buried that podcast. I don't think we ever heard. Imagine, just think about this. The only thing you need to know about the Arian podcast is this. He tried to punk me and make me look like I was scared and all of that stuff, but he's also the one that didn't release the podcast. So that should tell you how, you know, how it actually went. You know, if you're the one that, that your plan was to punk somebody and have them act a certain way because you wanted to expose them, and then you decide not to release that, that should tell you how it went. <laughs> that should tell you how it went. Oh, I did want to, I did want to talk about WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, it was okay. I think um, I think it was good putting it over two, two nights. You know, I don't trust Darian Foster. He might edit some stuff even if he did because I know what really happened. I don't trust him. Uh, I thought it was good doing over over two nights though, because six hours of wrestling is a lot. Probably the Sasha treatment. I mean, probably. Let's be honest. Bianca uh, Belair is probably get the top the Sasha treatment. Even though I do like the new Bailey. Uh, the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, it was different. I mean, it kind of was. It was more about showing you John Cena's career in a nutshell, which is really interesting if you really think about it. Uh, Eric Eric Reed's never playing in the NFL again. He might as well go hang out with Kaepernick. I said that the day he was released. Once they have plausible deniability in the fact that you're not like a top ten, top twenty guy, and you're you know you're always going off at him, um, it's not going to happen for Eric Reed. It's, it's just not. Once they get you, once you get once you're a player in the middle of the road, it's not that even he he. I won't say he, he fell off. It's just he wasn't great. 
and he wasn't bad. He just kind of in the middle. Uh, Cam, I don't know, man. Cam and Jameis, I don't know where they're going to sign, if they're going to sign. They may have to wait until uh, somebody gets hurt. Do I think Eric Reed was doing too much? Uh, he was doing too much if he wanted to stay in the NFL. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you want to play in the NFL, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just being honest. If you want to play, you can't, you can't be the way that he was going to be. The NFL just not going to allow it. Yeah, the guy, the soccer guy that brought the hookers over and then the hookers snitched on him. You can't, you can't necessarily use tackles as a, as a, as a, as a way of, especially as a safety. <laughs> Because that normally, I mean, you're kind of the last line of defense. So that kind of says a lot about your front seven. Yeah, the the, the soccer guy with the hookers. But that happens a lot. A lot of, a lot of athletes uh, pay for hookers. The, the whole point is, if you're paying for the hooker, you don't expect them to go to the media. That's the point of paying them. If anything, he can sue her uh, for breach of contract. <laughs> Honestly, he can sue her, for, sue her for breach of contract. Yeah, you got to watch out with tackles. Tackles is not necessarily because... A lot of times, if you're the one making the tackle, that means that, you know, the people in front of you didn't do their job and you had to basically make the tackle. I think it was more his coverage uh, issues than his – I don't think his tackling was a problem. I think I think in coverage, he's still a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to write that, um, write that, that uh, book. Well, first off, that's a lie about Adele's divorce. The guy's not getting the hunt. That, it's weird how social media can just put one thing up and everybody runs with it likes the truth. If you actually read the story, the story was really just about what her net worth was. He's not going to get, nobody gets 80% of somebody's net worth in a divorce. It doesn't work like that. At best, you get half. That's why they have half. That's why Eddie Murphy said half. You don't get 90% of somebody's net worth. So he's not getting $150 million or whatever they put out there on uh, social media. It's just, that's just something that went wild and people just ran with it. But no, he's, if she's worth $70 million, he's uh, $170 million. He's not getting 150 million. I'm not saying he's not gonna get a lot, you know, but he's not getting 170, you know, 90% of her cash. I've been thinking about that. Uh, would the champion be legit? You know, I think in the short term, I don't think so. Uh, but I think in the long term, people just don't remember. Like, you know, nobody really talks about the the, what, the strike season or the lockout season. Nobody really talks about. You know, like, do you remember, the, like, some, there's been some bad series. Like, nobody, like, when the, the Pistons won back in the day, Magic Johnson and Byron Scott was hurt. Like, nobody remembers. Nobody cares about that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, probably over the years, I think it just becomes, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, 99 Spurs, nobody nobody says that. So, yeah, so, yeah, whatever. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be the same. Yeah, if LeBron won, I think people would try to make it into something. Something's wrong with NBA young boy. I don't I don't that's not that's not a good situation. It's really not a good situation. <laughs> with anything like that. There's some it's something wrong with these young rappers, man. They 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 don't here's the thing, they're you yeah they're hot now. They burn I mean they just don't have they just don't have uh yeah, they, they they don't have they don't they don't understand that, especially at twenty, you know the average the rapper the average rapper is hot 
for about the same amount of time that an NFL player's career is, like three or four, maybe five years, right? And then it's, then the new rappers come up. You know, remember Bobby Shmurda and Kodak Black, these guys come, they end up in jail. You know, NBA young boy has, what, four kids. He got all these cases. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they burn through the money so fast. And then they don't own anything. They don't own the publishing. They don't own the thing. So what happens is they make their money through touring and appearances and stuff. But then the next hot rapper come, and then nobody wants to see him anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to see him. So they all, it's just a, it's a rotation. If you go back, if you go back four years ago, Say so who is the who is the hottest rappers you know four years ago like not the Drakes I'm talking about these young you know kids and stuff you'd be like hmm where are these guys now I, I have seen uh, Bobby Shimmer jumping on the table at Epic Records yeah so I saw the Jeezy thing and at first I'm like oh good for him he's getting married whatever and then somebody told me like hey do you do you seen this clip of her talking about black men being side pieces of meat. And uh, I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, so she, she said that black men are the, the side meat and the white men are the marrying type, which is crazy. <laughs> well, she got a black man now. Yeah, like, well, where's little, little Uzi Vert? He's still around, right? He still does stuff, right? I guess. I don't know. These They, like, they come and go. Like, all the little, where, where's, I know the baby is hot now, but where's the all the other little baby rappers are they still around where's the what about the gucci gang guy what gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang <laughs> you know is he still around it's gucci gang well see kendrick is different because kendrick is uh he's that's the way that he 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 does things. so you know you had gucci gang you had uh what uh six nine we obviously know what happened with him there was, a, there was a bunch of other little. What about uh, what's his name? Uh, he did a uh, new freezer. Is that guy still around? The rich, the kid. New freezer still around? Well, KG hates the T Wolves owner. <laughs> that's that's not good. That new freezer guy was a rich, the, rich. The, is rich? The kid. Didn't he marry? Um, didn't he marry? Um, old girl. Well, he was. Wasn't he married to like one of the, the twerk girls? The twerk kings. Yeah, what happened to the panda guy? Panda, panda. Oh, was it a panda, panda? Sound like future? Yeah, the yeah the he's married to the he was he was married to the twerk girl, and now he's he's with Tory Bricks, right? Designer, yeah. What is he still with Kanye? True story. It, it was it was a true story for a long time. I don't know if Future has had a number one hit since then, but. Even though Future has all those hits, Designer actually has a number one that he only got one, but it was a number one uh, on the Billboard. I don't know if Future has ever had a number one on the Billboard. I don't know these guys. I I mean I know of them. I see them around normally when they're in trouble, but I don't I don't know. That's how it gets old. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I mean I know the baby because he does what is it, the bop the bop. The baby, the bop. But he keeps getting in trouble too. Didn't he slap a chick? Uh, like, what, what's up with all the hitting the girls and stuff? Get me around there hitting the girls. Don't, don't be slapping the girls. 
I mean, I mean, I'm sure NBA has money at the moment. I, I, I hear it's very popular. They have a very strong fan base, but they're fickle. <laughs> fickle fan base. Here's the thing: the thing, one of the, the problems with new rappers as opposed to old rappers is new rappers have grown up in the world of social media. It's nothing wrong with that because that's how they promote. So, like, it's the problem that um, Megan the Stallion has right now. You know what the problem that Megan the Stallion has? The problem that she has is that she is more popular as an IG model than her music is popular. So what ends up happening is, is that she'll drop a song and yeah, everybody wants to see people twerking with it, right? But nobody actually listens to the song. And that's why none of her songs ever really track as far as like hits. That's the difference between her and say uh, Cardi B, right? Cardi B, it was kind of happened the opposite way. Cardi B had a song that blew up, right? So it was the music first, but even now with Cardi B, it's like you don't really hear anything about songs. You just really hear about you know her and Offset and and stuff like that. So that's kind of the social. That's the problem with like back then, back in the day. You know, not even that far back in the day. That if you were a a musician, a rapper, or whatever, you needed hit songs to help your popularity, right? You couldn't just go on IG Live and curse a bunch of times or eat cereal and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So now they don't necessarily need the songs to be popular. Like I would, I would, I would gather that Megan Thee Stallion is very popular, very well known, but nobody really cares for her music. <laughs> Which is fine, because then you can make money that way as, a, as an IG model and all that stuff. So you can be famous, but you don't have any hits. Because the songs aren't really that good. I think it's the same for the... But it's the same in... in it's true, you're right, it's harder for them to break out. But it's also the same for all of the little baby rappers. Is that uh, nine times out of ten, they're coming up on social media. That's how they're getting their following. But when their records and stuff come out, they get the streams and everything, but they're not really crossing over and they're not putting out music that is is long term. That's what see, that's what Drake figured out was he stopped making like just music and he started to make songs that he knew they would be playing 20 years from now, no matter how annoying they are. And that's how you stay in the game for a long time, because then at a certain point, you can just go on tour and just do the hits. You see what I'm saying? You just go like someone like T Pain don't need new new music. Just go on tour and do the hits. You know, Jermaine Dupree just go on tour and do the hits. Hell, even Lil Bow Wow just go on tour and do the hits. If you don't have the hits, you can't go on tour ten years from now and keep making money. Like I can tell you one NBA Young Boy song. And here's the thing: you don't have to be young or old. If it's a hit, it'll get to you. Eventually, <laughs> because it's just annoying. You see what I'm saying? So it'll get to you. The question is, am I going to play this song five years from now? And I, I really, I mean, the Migos has, you know, a couple of songs that you're going to play five years from now. A couple. But most of them, they don't have those type of songs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and kids grow up. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to, you can't, you know, they just make a lot of music, but none of it really really hits, yeah.
replay value, I think, is important. It, it's 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 sad and it, it's thing because you shouldn't want to just be like, oh, I want to make something for the radio. But I always thought Eminem had a good a good him and Dre had a good uh, way of doing records. You ever listen to an Eminem record from back in the day? Eminem always had one song, and Jay Z used to do this too. And one or two songs that when you could just tell when they made the song, they didn't care about it actually being a good song. All they cared about was that the song would be for the radio, right? This was their radio song. This was their hit song that they were going to come out. Like, Change Clothes is an awful song, <laughs> right? On that on that record, that Jay-Z record, Change Clothes is not a good song, right? And he has much better songs on it, but that's, you know, it, it sounds like something that white people would like to listen to. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the, the you know, Hi, my name is who you know. It's, it's, all, it's just all for the radio. Slim Shady, you know, like you know, uh, you know, H to the you know, Izzo. You listen to the Blueprint. I mean, Izzo's cool. That's a cool song. But you listen to the Blueprint. There's, fit, you know, ten songs better than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it's, yeah. But that's the one that's catchy for the you know the radio. Even the Hard Knock Life is 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 probably the worst song on that album. Same, yeah, Puff and Big, same thing. Big with you listen to Ready or Die is one of the reasons they do a lot. They did a lot of remixes because Big was a little too, he was a little too rough on some of them songs. They softened it up. That's why you need a, a Puffy, you need a Kanye before he went crazy. You need a Dre to kind of, you know, navigate you through that when you're the artist. <laughs> then when you become big enough, you can just put out trash and people listen to it like Drake. Like the, the song that Drake just did is is horrific. That's terrible. It's the hokey pokey, but he's so big now he can put out anything. Actually, the last like the 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 what that song that money in the grave, like the last like three or four Drake singles have been god awful. But he's Drake, so now he can put out anything, and it doesn't matter. People are going to do the hokey pokey and a ski mask and all of that stuff. Nah, I don't know if Eminem gets Eminem's a, a, a interesting situation because it's it, it it's 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 the duplicity of it. And when I say the duplicity, I mean this: as a white rapper, it's extremely hard to get into the industry because nobody gives you any respect because you're white. So it, you know that's why he had such a hard time at the beginning, even though he was a better rapper than a lot of these people. So he had a very difficult time getting into the the industry. Now the, now the thing is, once you get in, <laughs> you know, once you get in, then you have a whole nother, you know, audience that, that you can, you know, reach out to by being a, a white rapper that actually has some talent. So it's kind of a catch 22, you know, like it wasn't easy for him to, to get that respect. But then once he got in there, obviously he got a whole other, uh, a whole other avenue of, of that, that a black rapper couldn't get, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, so Eminem, I mean, he's, I mean, Eminem's old now. Once again, he's just doing stuff because Eminem probably has so much money. All he wears is white t-shirts and, and jeans, so I don't know where he put his money into, but he he could he could just do stuff. He doesn't care. He could do whatever he wants. Once you get at certain levels, you can do, that's what I'm saying, Drake can do that now. Drake can make the hokey pokey TikTok songs. Who cares? They're going to they're gonna chart. They're going to chart. At a certain level, you hit that, it's going to chart, and then it's just, you're good to go. I think when you, well, I mean, think of, think of like Eminem like a boxer, right? 
when boxers get old, they're like, they don't know no, no better. They don't know nothing else to do. So they still box when they shouldn't. They had a couple okay songs on some of the, the stuff. I mean, it's not. It's just not the same. It's just we all we all grow, <laughs> you know. It still sells because once again, he's Eminem. It's always going to sell. He has a, he has a name for us. It's like Snoop. You know, Snoop has had probably like two good verses in the last like fifteen years, but he's Snoop. You know, <laughs> so it works. So Snoop can put out gospel albums and do whatever. He's Snoop. Somebody's going to listen. So that's the point. You want to get to that level where you can just put out trash and nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? You just put out trash. I will say at least Jay tries. You know, Jay-Z tries. No, I mean, Snoop can't sell like Eminem, but he's Snoop. He can still, you know, he can come out with trash verses and nobody will say anything. <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying. They come out with trash. You know, Jay still, you know, Jay, I think, actually cares about how he looks when he's rapping. That's why I did that to Jay uh, Electronica, Red Cup. Just because you can rap doesn't mean that you're going to be a successful rapper. You know, like ask Joe Budden or, um, uh, what's his name? I literally had it on the tip of my tongue. Can I bust? <laughs> yeah. Just because you can rap doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Yeah, 50, you know, 50 is what I always tell that rappers should do because you can only rap for so long. So you got to diversify. The, the the rappers that really have the longevity, if we're just being honest, are the ones that diversify. Let's take a look about this now. I'm just going to give you a few. I'm pretty sure I'm going to miss some. But you take someone like Dre, right? Dre made the most of his money on... Beats by Dre. You got to diversify, right? Take uh, MAGA Kanye. Kanye really got the most of Kanye money comes from the, the homeless uh, clothes and shoes, right? 50. You know, once he got out of bankruptcy, you know, he does the TV shows and the acting and the, the liquor and all of that stuff. Puffy. Puffy doesn't. The, Puffy's empire is Sean John and the liquor. It has nothing to do with bad boy anymore. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, but he's still around. Snoop has done like a hundred different things. Jay, obviously, Jay's a blueprint of how to take being a rapper and diversify it into to something, you know, totally different. You know what I'm saying? LL Cool J. LL Cool J, you guys really have to be on. LL Cool J was your consummate rapper, rapper back in the day. But you probably don't remember anything about LL Cool J rapping back in the day. You just remember him, you know, hosting award shows and doing TV shows on CBS. You know, or he had a sitcom back in the day, too, that wasn't bad. Ice-T. There you go. Ice-T. Ice-T, you know, you know, singing about Crips and Bloods. Went on TV. Queen Latifah. Movies and that. Yeah, you have, if you are going to be, yeah, Vitamin Water. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to be a rapper to have longevity, you have to uh, diversify. You can't be a rapper for Will Smith. I mean, maybe, you know, him and Jay, different, different, you know, paths, but probably the biggest, you know, change of, you know, someone that was a rapper and then turned into like this Oscar winning, you know, actor. You know, Master P, obviously, a lot of different stuff. Master P also owns the publishing for everything. So, you know, you, you have to diversify. 
That's why you see Drake doing the stuff with the bat, with the Raptors and the, the, the OVO and all that. So you have to diversify. And eventually you just kind of ease back on the music because the other stuff is more, uh, it's more sustainable. Now, all of your rappers from back in the day that you don't hear from anymore, they never diversified. They never did anything else. And it doesn't even have to be something famous like uh, Parrish from EPMD. He said he took all the money that he got and he bought like all of these apartment complexes. And he has like a huge real estate profile. So does E-40. Big real estate profile. Craig Mack is dead right now, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> you know. Well, I know a big boy has a lot of like businesses and stuff like that. And Andre just was never a guy that really cared about, you know, money. <laughs> he never really cared about, about money and stuff. So, you know. And here's the thing, I think, you know, with someone like like Outcast, they're they're going to uh they're going to always get a check. Yeah, it was, I just saw that thing on Edge and he said when he retired that, you know, he did he did a bunch of acting and stuff like that. You gotta think. The 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 most ironic thing of all time was John Cena telling The Rock, you know, he left to go, you know, do Hollywood, he left the WWE, and that's what John I see John Cena in like three movies. You know, so John Cena is not well, he's in Transformers and all this other stuff. That's what you got to do. You can only wrestle for so long. Your body only does it for so long. Yeah, Lil Wayne. I mean, Lil Wayne had a definitely a good run. It's just Lil Wayne is kind of in that Eminem type of thing where yeah, he comes out with stuff, but you know, it's not the same. See, it's, it's not. It's just not the same. Cool, but it's not the same. So you got to, you know, you got to, um, yeah, yeah, you got, I mean, well, those drugs will do it to you. That's the other thing. You know, athletes, entertainers, rappers, Hollywood people, they do a lot of drugs. They do a lot of drugs. You stay out here in L.A. for a while, they do, they do a lot of drugs. You know why? Because it's just readily available to them. It's not like they got to go out and look it. Like, if I wanted to get cocaine right now, I would have to figure it out. <laughs> like, how would I go about getting the coke? Like, I would literally have to figure it out. I'm going to have to Google. I don't know. Right? But if you or Hollywood, trust me, it'll be there. <laughs> if you want cocaine, you want ecstasy, it'll be there. You don't have to, like, you know, yeah, you don't have to ask. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it'll be there. Well, the thing about drugs is that a lot of times, i tell you why rich people do drugs, right? Rich people do drugs because they're rich, and since they're rich, right, they assume a lot of times that the money is going to make them happy, right? But as we know, money is great and, you know, pay the bills and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily make you a happy person or have a good relationships and stuff. So when you are depressed and things like that, you want things that are going to take your mind off people. That's why poor, poor people smoke weed and drink a lot because those are readily available. <laughs> rich people can do crack and cocaine <laughs> because it's readily available. Like if if you, you know, somebody's poor and they're like, man, I had a rough day, they may go get them, you know, a big Coors Light or something because, you know, it's readily available. Somebody that live up in the Hollywood Hills is having a rough day and something happened, they go they go snort them a line. It's just that's just the way it is. It's just a coping mechanism. Well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, the weekend and uh, Bruno Mars, they always, uh, 
They always talk about doing coke. <laughs> I think Bruno Mars is like doing coke every single day. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. That's the thing about drugs and beer and stuff like that. I don't even think it's it's not supposed to taste good. It's supposed to numb your brain. It's supposed to numb your mind. It's supposed to get your mind off things. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's the stuff. It's not. I that the thing is alcohol is is probably worse for you than certain drugs, but that's why they had prohibition back in the day. But they want the money. My thing is, you tell me what. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you know weed is starting to be illegal. But if you went to a house party, right, and you drove to the house party, and you brought two blunts or a six pack. Right, and you smoke two blunts and you drink a six pack. It's the six pack that is going to have you much more likely to do something stupid than the two blunts, but only one you can get at the grocery store. That's it's the same, like it's like horse racing, right? Like white people get up in arms about dog fighting, right? But white people also they love their horse racing, they love their dog racing, they love to go out there and shoot Bambi. And shoot lions and all this stuff. Be Joe Exotic. They don't have no problem with that. But you know, Michael Vick, you know, does a dog, a dog fight, and all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, I did watch New Jack. New Jack is out of control. That's the thing. It's everything is okay if white people think it's okay. If they don't, then all of a sudden it's inhumane. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's inhumane. Like. Just think about this from a logical standpoint. If you're Bambi and you're out in the woods, you're not bothering anybody. You're drinking out of a pond and some white guy who thinks he's Rambo is in a tree and can blow your head off with a high-powered rifle. They call that, you know, hunting. They just made it up. (laughs) They just made it up. Hunting or hunters, the, the, the... the premise behind hunting is because, you know, back before we had ovens, you know, people used to have to go, you know, shoot their food, right? People had to go out and kill the animals to eat, you know, this is way, way back in the day, right? That's where hunting comes from, right? Somehow along the line, they changed it to say, hey, you know, so we got food, we got houses, we got ovens and stuff, but we still want to kill Bambi for no reason at all. Not even bad. They kill Bugs Bunny. They shoot rabbits. What the hell is a rabbit is doing? Why would you out here shooting rabbits? White serial killers always kill animals. You watch any any white documentary about white people that are serial killers, and they always are killing animals for no reason at all. They're str- for 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 them to be the ones that you know that are always complaining. I mean, that's just a lot. Like, there's no reason to have, there's no reason to, to have horse racing. Honestly, if we're just being honest with it. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to have horse racing. Do you actually see, you see those things in the teeth of the horse? They're whipping the horse. And then if the horse doesn't do what it's supposed to do, they shoot him in the head. There's no reason for that. Except white people like to dress up with big hats and go watch entertainment today. If you if you know what's really going on with horse racing, you know it's abuse. You know you know it's like 
Uh, they always tell you, hey, well, the one horse won the Kentucky Derby, and all he has does is have sex all the time. But they don't tell you about all the other horses. They don't tell you about all the other horses. All you know is that the Kentucky Derby horse is having sex all the time. But you don't know about nothing else with the other horses. Trust me, it's not pretty. You think Joe Exotic is bad? There's a documentary, I think, on HBO about horse racing. Go check that out. They're drugging horses. They're killing horses for the insurance. All type of stuff. It's bad. You see what they did on Ozark? Just bam, just shot him. Bad. It's bad, bad, bad. All right, I'm out of here. That's enough for today. At least I didn't have to yell at anybody today. Red cup. Oh, now I know. Before I leave, uh, so the TMZ Sports shows are back. Um, so you can watch those on FS1. The app is active. You can get your app on iTunes or the Google Play, uh, just Black Sports Online. It's just water. It's the middle of the day. Uh, you get your app that way you can get all of the all of the uh, the stories on BSO and everything. And I try to do you know some more. Um, you know, I try to do some more live streams, but not. I don't like to talk to you guys. I don't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> that just seems you know. It doesn't seem. Man, that Drea story did really well. Jesus, sorry. Looking at the stats, I didn't think I didn't think that was a. Really, a big story it said the, the one about the her and the bad food. <laughs> I know that's gonna do so well. Well, good for me. Maybe I could take a nap now because I don't need to do anything else. Why don't I move to LA? Straight cash, homie. The more opportunities in, in LA. I, you know, I say the St. Louis, nice city and everything, but there's, there's, I got tired of having to travel. Like, I get a, the thing about sometimes in what we do. Is that, uh, you know, I get an email and say, hey, can you come to interview somebody? Can you go do a TV show? Can you do a radio? You know, can you do X, Y, and Z? It's cold in New York. That's why New York. I mean, that's that's the honest truth. I could have went anywhere. I could have went Florida, New York, L.A., but it's it's literally, it's freezing in New York. I don't, I don't, yeah. I need some, I'm a space guy. So, you know, I like the beaches and the mountains and stuff like that. But I would get the email. I was like, man, you know, it costs a lot of, you know, I want to go interview Ice Cube or something like that. I couldn't just do it. Now I get a, I get a thing. Hey, can you come on the show? Can you do this? Can you do that? Now I just got to drive in. Plus, it, the weather's a lot better, even though it's been raining. Mm. Oh, man, I got it. My Rona traffic has been very good. I'm sure other sites are suffering, and I feel bad for them. But me personally... <laughs> We're doing pretty well doing the Rona. We normally, just so you know, we're between a daily is between 150,000 and 250,000 views per day, right? So I was a little concerned when the Rona hit, you know, that I would take a hit. But that has not been the case. That has not been the case. I'm still hitting the numbers pretty, without much effort, honestly, to be honest with you. Not much effort at all. All right, I'm out of here for real this time. Uh, go get the app and uh, do your social distancing. and, and all For the best in sports and sports entertainment, check out BlackSportsOnline.com and you can catch me, Robert Littow, Monday through Friday on TMZ Sports 
on FS1. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube BSOTV. I'm out.